You're listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. This week, our live story comes from Sam Bam, and Sam talked about a couple memorable periods as well as her endometriosis. This week, I called Annika Sila in California, and she told me about the time her diva cup got stuck. Here's Annika Sila. that I wanted to tell for this today and um, I just want to talk about you know people joke all the time about having a quote-unquote uh, gorilla grip pussy and <laughs> I want to talk about what that means when you actually have one um, so this story is a, it's a little bit of a two-parter but basically a um, few years ago about five years ago I got diagnosed with something called um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and it does a lot of stuff to you. Uh, one of the things it does to you can be spontaneous anal prolapse, which is oh. <laughs> has not happened to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just those words. I'm like, I don't want to hear those. Nothing, nothing should be spontaneous and anal. Like those are not, <laughs> those are not words you want. Like in the same day, even let alone the same sentence. Um, but haven't experienced that yet. But. One of the things they tell you about with it is that it, it affects all of, like, your skin elasticity and, like, in not super fun ways. So, like, it includes, like, basically how tight you are, kind of. Like, wow. when you have this disorder, you are a goddamn C-clamp. Like, you just <laughs> latch on, which sounds like you're like, ooh, that's, like hot you know and it's it's super not it's super not it's it seems it's hot in hot situations but like we're women we our vaginas are hot like you know sexy time is like 10 percent of the time maybe more i don't know um but the rest of the time it's just like an inconvenience so um the first part of this story it begins about two years ago when uh, I started dating the guy that I'm seeing now, and he's, like, super into environmentalism, and I am to a point. But, like, you know when you start dating someone, you're like, I, I love the things you love. Um, <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I also care about the environment, which I do, to be fair. But I was like, but because of that, like... <laughs> okay, we believe you. But, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you do, but then, like, you're like, oh, but I need to, like, actually do it now and not just talk about it. Um <laughs> so I bought a diva cup because I do, I mean, like tampons are bad and being able to use something reusable is great. Uh, but I bought it and I, I feel like this is what it must be like to be like a high schooler who plays football and you have to pick up like the size of your like jock strap and you're like, I bet I need like the extra large size. <laughs> Cause like, I'm like, five foot ten 160 pounds so i was like i bet i need like a large cup because i'm like i'm beefy you know <laughs> like i probably need they're like yeah i'm like extra wide if they make one that's like very broad <laughs> so i got the largest one they had um which was i guess just pure pure hubris it was <laughs> such a bad idea <laughs> So I take it, and I'm like, this is great, this is awesome. I shove it in there, feels good, feels fine. Wear it for about, like, eight hours or whatever, and then I'm like, okay, time to time to get it out. Um, 
nope, that's not what happened. (laughs) So I try to go up, you know, they're like, oh, you just, you just, you, you, because you're not just supposed to pull on like the little string on the bottom because, or like the little like squishy bit at the bottom because it like suctions to you. And I guess that just doesn't work. Oh God, yeah. And it could turn you inside out. Oh yeah. I don't know if that's true, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it sounds true. Um, yeah, I, I have, I've had one for a long time. I, I love them in theory. I, I mm-hmm. very much want them to work for me. Um, so I the one for pregnant and, ladies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I know, you, you know, you're supposed to actually like, cause it forms a seal. So you have yeah. to like squish the cup to pull it out. Um, I act because, like I'm shitting. Oh, sorry. I, act, I like pretend I'm shitting. That's how I get it out. That's that's what people online say. Oh, trust me, I've read so much in, in a panic. <laughs> They're like, just poop it out, and I'm like, this is not. That's hard to do when you're panicking. Um, yeah, so you're supposed to like lift it in and like squish it, but the problem is because I have like just the vaginal canal of like a toy soldier, like nothing, nothing. I couldn't fit my fingers around it, so I was like, like I I couldn't. Um, so I'm, like, trying to pull it out, trying to pull it out, and, uh, you know, I, I just started seeing started seeing this guy, and I, like, wanted to warn him, you know, I'm just like, hey, I'm having some, like, issues with this, um, and... <laughs> hey, something's stuck inside of me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, we were, like, two to three months in or whatever, so it was, like, far enough in that I felt like I should tell him, but not so far for his reaction, which was to go, oh, no worries, like, let me come over and I'll help, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, because like, and it's full at this that... point. <laughs> exactly, and I'm like, what are you gonna do? Like, lay down on one of those little like mechanics skateboards and just like roll under there with the <laughs> flashlight in your teeth and just like tinker? Like, it was a sweet offer, but I was like, this is not. This is kind of a me moment. So <laughs> it's not coming out. I'm like trying everything they tell you, like rotate it and. You know, you just, you gotta relax, and like you said, you gotta shit it out, and I'm just like... Bear down. What? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, get into a squat position. I am trying everything. And all the things online are like, you know, people think it gets stuck. It's actually impossible to get stuck. And I'm like, I don't... mm, Okay, well, I need (laughs) anomaly. Uh, So I'm Googling what to do about it, and like the first thing that comes up is a YouTube video called the spoon method okay. and I'm like exactly right you're like I don't want utensils in there um which naturally I did I did end up trying it still did not work this was like it was like a face sucker in the movie aliens like it just like I could not get it out I was like hello panicking um so I just started like panicking and like pulling really hard on like the the string part at the end um and it broke off so now I have yeah yeah, I just have this little like round cup inside me with absolutely nothing to grab on (laughs) no handle (laughs) no handle exactly I'm like I am trying like teaspoons tablespoons serving ladle like everything just like just scoop i just gotta break the seal and like just pull it pull it nothing's working so eventually i end up in in an emergency room in (sighs) oakland california at like three in the morning uh 
which is not a place you want to be. This was like <laughs> pre-COVID, but even then, like, Oakland's not... It, it was a very bad experience, and uh, so I get there, and I'm like, okay, I have a cup stuck inside of me, and like, this being an ER, they're like, we'll be with you in four hours. Like, we got shit to do, which, yeah, fair. I was like, I'm not, you know... I'm not high priority, and I know that about myself, so I wasn't, like, too freaked out. But finally, I get into an exam room, and this doctor comes in, and he is, like, oh, my God. He's, like, 200 years old on a good day. He's Mm -hmm. this wizened old dude, super, super old, great East Coast accent. I will not try to to make it (laughs) try to do it at all, but he... He, he, he's like, okay, what's going on? And I'm like, I have uh, a cup stuck inside me, like a, a menstrual cup. <laughs> and his response is he goes, all right, he points to the table, like the exam table, and he's like, pop up on that sucker and we'll get that baby out of you right now. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, one, no one gets to talk about my vagina that way, ever. At all. It was so horrifying. So he gets like the speculum out and he has to like put it around the cup and like open me up, oh, scoops it out. It was, and of course I'm like on my period. So it's, it's a horror show. I'm like, <laughs> I just, I just, this is what giving birth is like for like, you know, the teapot in uh, Sleeping Beauty. I'm like, okay, or no, Snow White, whichever one it is. Fucking. Beauty and the Beast. There we go. I'm like, I just gave birth. Yeah, it's like we'll get there. I just gave birth to a goddamn teacup. This is horrifying. So he gives it back to me, sends me on my way. Costs me a fuck ton of money. Oh, I bet. So I buy. Yeah, it was. So shitty. So then, naturally, because I am an idiot, I buy the smallest possible size. Shit, you not get stuck again. Oh my god, I can't, believe, was, I can't believe you yeah, it, went and got another, I wouldn't have got back on the horse for a while, I don't think. I am, but I felt, I was like, I know these are good, like, I really, I really care about this, I really want this guy to know that I care about this, so, like, <laughs> I gotta do it. Um, so I get their, like, their, like, thimble-sized one, like, the one that's, that, and it's, like, still marketed in that weirdly sexist, like, it's not just, like, small, it's, like, Delicate butter. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, this is the size for fey folk and fairies. And I'm like, well, fuck you. But, uh, yeah, got stuck again. And eventually for that one, I figured out that if I just take a couple of chopsticks and sort of wedge it on each side and pull it out, uh, wow. it comes out. So that's uh, that was my experience with a cup. I have heretofore not gone back to them i am a tampons person i've accepted that uh <laughs> i'm not gonna help the environment um but the the foreshadowing to that story is i should have known something bad i i should have known not to stick things inside of me that aren't like fun for me um <laughs> because i studied abroad in germany when i was like uh 17 and being a 17-year-old in Germany meant I was drunk the entire time. I was drunk for, like, an entire fiscal year. Like, it was <laughs> brutal, and at that age, you're just, like, partying, and you are fucking... And I was I was not, like, a hot teenager by 
by any stretch of the imagination, but like you, you just, you drink and you fuck. Um, (laughs) and I had sex with like four or five different people in the span of like three days, which is not a brag. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a teenager? How old are you? I'm, I was like 17 at the time and I'm 30 now. Damn. Yeah, so this is the type of thing that, like, at the time it seemed cool, but by, like, at this age, I'm like... It still um, seems cool to me, honestly. <laughs> I, I was worried. I'm like, this is going to sound like a brag, and it's no, not. No, I'm impressed. These are not, like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the time like, management, honestly, to, to get... To squeeze five in. <laughs> yeah, well, some of them were, like, um, you know, buy one, get one sort of deals. Yeah. So <laughs> it, was, it was a weirdly horny time for me, um... I don't know, and they weren't—they were not like. This was more about like quantity than quality. I'll say yeah. that. So none of these are people that I'm looking back on being like, "Damn, what a good catch." Uh, <laughs> but the point is, is that I spent a few days doing that, and then I went uh, and did a, like a walking tour of Berlin. Um, so I was not around any dudes, and hit, therefore not fucking anyone for a few days, and like two days into my walking tour I feel like you know that feeling you get when you like feel yourself get your period where like ooh something just like yeah. dropped uh, or discharge sorry or discharge then I'll just be standing there and I'll be like oh there goes a big one <laughs> you just feel it you're like oh <laughs> something just like glooped exactly like, whatever it is myself. you're like oh I gotta, <laughs> gotta get to the bathroom um, I feel something do that yeah, but it was like red flag territory where I was like, this isn't a normal, <laughs> this is not in the normal spectrum of stuff that's supposed to come out of me. Uh, <laughs> so I go to a public bathroom in Berlin and I fucking piss out a condom. Ooh. And apparently, yeah. And the worst part is, is I don't know whose that was because I was just <sighs> shithouse drunk for so long. And I don't know how long it was inside me. Several days at least. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So it could have been in I, there for the I, other ones. Yeah, and, like, I didn't necessarily know all of these guys well enough, and my German was less than remedial, so I couldn't <laughs> be like, did you have a condom fall off inside me? Plus, I was 17, so I didn't want to be like, hey, I've had, like, latex floating inside me for several days, and I didn't notice. Um, which, yeah, that, you know. <clears throat> that'd be interesting to women. translate to German. Oh, sorry? I said that would be an interesting sentence to try to translate into German. It was, I know, I was like, uh, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm not going to tell anyone about this. And I think this is actually the first time I've told that story <laughs> in per like to anyone, because it feels, it feels so gross to be like, oh yeah, I had a condom stuck inside me for a few days, even though like, <laughs> once you hit a certain point in the vagina, you just like can't really feel much up there yeah. anymore, you know? So... I think it was just floating, floating around up there, but that goddamn gorilla grip pussy was just like, well, hang on to this for a few days and decide if you want to throw it out, you know, let's not, let's not toss anything, so. It is wild, but, like, you'd think, when you put the Diva Cup in, it's like, you'd think you'd be able to feel, it's like big, you think you could feel that in you, but I, you know, can't feel a goddamn thing. It's like the size, for people that haven't seen it, it's like the size of a, a shot glass, Yeah. like, it, they're even the the one made for like 
delicate little manic pixies. Like, they're still big. I, I liked it. I thought it was comfy. I want to try to use one, but, like, I don't know, man. I just, I am a human black hole, and anything that gets stuck up there that's not connected to, like, a human being or a sex toy apparently just, like, stays there. It warps in time and space, and it's gone forever, so... When I first got mine and I put it in and I had the same thing where I didn't realize how I was supposed to like force it out so I was just trying to grab it with my fingers and I remember when I like my hand was shaking from like being so tired of trying to fucking pull the thing out and then Yes <laughs> You need grip strength. You need to get those like things that guys have like the grip strengthener things. Have yeah. you seen those? Yeah. <laughs> just doing that like sorry, I got my period coming up, so you just gotta like train for that. <laughs> I eventually did I did have my boyfriend get it out for me. Oh, that's smart. And, I and that was easy that. actually. <clears throat> <laughs> it's just like and I mean there there's definitely a grossness to it because even if you do get it out, you now have this like cup full of goop that you're like, I guess yeah. I'll just or this, you know. It is really toilet, easy to make but... a mess with that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I am, uh, this is, this is a pro cup, uh, conversation, but, uh, yeah, you just gotta really get your fingers up around it and, like, pucker and pull. It's, it's, yeah. the physics of it is very weird. Yeah, I, like, act like I'm shitting, and then when it comes out a little, I, like, just, like, squeeze the bottom. I don't even use the little handle, I like, kind of, like, get a grip on it and pull it out. Man, I think I still have one, Random like, technique. in a drawer somewhere. I, uh, I recently had to remove my own IUD, and, uh, I guess that probably could have been a gross story. No. And I kept Would it, you just uh, rip it out? Oh, God. I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out which gross story to tell. My yeah, God. I, yeah, this was, this was during COVID, um, and oh I, I had, like, super, super bad like cramps and was bleeding like nonstop and finally my gynecologist and this was like early COVID when it was really like super locked down yeah. we don't know how this spreads um, and my gynecologist was finally like okay we don't like telling people this but it's like actually not that hard to remove do not do it like disclaimer don't fucking do this but <sighs> I just like she's like it just it feels wrong more than it hurts you know cause like you just lay down on the floor with your legs in the air and find your strengths and just kind of, like, pull gently. And your oh brain is, like, God. bad, 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 bad. This is not good. But, yeah, came right out. But I uh, wow. I washed it, and I saved it, and it's next to my cup somewhere as, like, weird <laughs> conquests that I'm like, yeah, I fought you and I won. So. <laughs> Wait, was it one of the plastic ones? It was the copper one. Oh, the God, that's wild. me up. Yeah, because I was going to say, oh, I just, I was hoping it was the plastic, because I feel like the plastic ones would have more give than, oh, the copper one, wow. The copper one bent, like, it it, kind of, I don't know, the the feeling is not pleasant when you're doing it to yourself. (laughs) You're used to having, like, a doctor do it where you're like, this is fine, but when you're like, I have control over feeling something underneath my belly button, like... It, 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 it took a second for my brain to be like... That's going to be the willies. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, once you start, you can't stop, so you're like, okay, I just got to fucking... Oof, I got to pull this out. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, just... don't... No one try that at <laughs> home. It's not safe. Don't fucking do it. Uh, 
I know somebody that she just ripped hers out. She was drunk and pulled it out like cause she she thought it was a tampon. Oh, ow! And, oh, god! I know. Oh, and I'm then she woke. Like, like when, yeah. Oh, god! <laughs> she woke up in the morning and was like, "Please let that be a bad dream that I had." And then she went and found it in the trash. <laughs> oh my god! I just. Standing up while pulling it out seems because like laying down everything's sort of like flat. But if you're like in the tampon pulling like sort of squatted bent over position, that would like drag on some walls. You know that thing's ricocheting as it comes out. (laughs) Fuck. So, on our live show, we put out slips of paper for the audience to write down their own disgusting ladylike stories, and these are some of those stories. And I'm gonna read them. Okay. Um, I recently had to scoop a clump of period blood out of the shower because it wouldn't go down the drain. (laughs) And that is a big one. (laughs) That is a huge... Well, that's what people always get wrong, is they're like, oh, it's like blood in the movies, and it's like, no, there's like beings in there yeah. there's like shapes it's not stuff. all liquid <laughs> it's like... no it's and it's always like brown like it's never a good it's never like blood color it's just i it looks I like liver with that one for sure also i imagine them like stomping on it like grapes you know <laughs> <laughs> just like trying to push it down first <laughs> Yeah, man, that's your fucking uterine lining, so that's literally, Ooh. like, organ tissue that you're just like, maybe if I poke it through the... Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, okay, here is another one. I went as a friend's plus one to a wedding. We had a good night. Of course there was alcohol involved. I went back to a guy's apartment at the end of the night, and in the morning suffered from a case of beer shits. Clogged, clogged the guy's toilet, and then it wouldn't stop running, and I had to turn off the water. I left and had to face the guy again at brunch. Awkward. <laughs> oh, no. I, I... Have I ever clogged a guy's toilet? I don't think I have, but, like, I, I have nothing but respect for people that have <laughs> because that's an awful situation to be in. I do, I clog a lot of toilets, and that's why I like really don't I try, try, don't try to shit at people's house because you just don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen, and I it's like, I have not clogged a ton of toilets, but I have an extremely hit or miss digestive tract, so I usually am just like I want to shit at home just because like I'm yeah. like you, yeah, where I'm like I don't know for sure. Yeah, and I there's don't too many risk variables. It. <laughs> exactly. Also, I feel like dudes never, like, like, I have a plunger. Everyone should have a plunger. But if I, I've stayed over at guys' houses where it's like, why would you not have a plunger? So shit like that happens yeah. and you're just, you're fucked. They don't even have, they don't even have garbages in their bathrooms. They're fucking monsters. <laughs> I'm just carrying around a, like, poorly wrapped tampon. Like, do you want me to put this yeah, somewhere? Yeah, you have to you fucking put it in your pocket it. and bring it to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've... Oh, God. I've definitely done that before. I've done the, um, I was at, like, a music festival once, and I was on, like, a bunch of molly, and one time I just, like, pulled out my tampon and threw it into the woods, and I think it hit someone's tent, so, like, (laughs) just 
Put trash cans everywhere. Put them in the woods. Fuck it. Yeah, this is a public service announcement. We need bathroom (laughs) trash cans. (laughs) (laughs) Every four feet. But you know what? Just replace all fire hydrants with uh, trash cans. Yes, with those little tampon boxes. (laughs) Perfect. Problem solved. Those little boxes that nobody ever cleans out and then um, tampons just rot in there for months. I love those things. Oh, my God. The smell. You're like, this is... This is what a corpse smells like. I know, right, because cool. it's literally fucking blood. I th- I've thought of that, that before. I'm like, this must be what it s- smells like. But also, like, wrap your shit up. Like, the number of times I've looked in those boxes, not on purpose, just, like, while I'm <laughs> dropping something in. <laughs> just you know, my little hobby. I go check them all, see if there's quarters. <laughs> yeah, right? Got any quarters? I need some bus fare. Um, no, but, like, people will just fucking raw dog them in there and i'm like you just wrap it up there are human beings that have to clean this out in theory Uh um wait oh shit i can't remember i had a tampon garbage story but i forgot what it was (laughs) (laughs) um okay i have one more on a typical adult okay what Oh, okay. On a typical adult medical surgical nursing floor, I was getting ready to discharge a woman in her mid-50s. She was getting a little anxious and was dumping all her medical concerns before leaving. She started to explain that she had a growth on her vagina that sometimes interfered with going to the bathroom. I asked to see, assess what was going on, and the second she lifted her gown, I immediately see a tennis ball-shaped growth protruding between the top of the labia. It was covered in skin and very hard. (laughs) What was it? (laughs) I would like more information on this one. I just... I feel like so often doctors probably deal with people that are like, I have a life-threatening thing, and then it turns out to be, like, actually extremely mild, that every time you hear those rare stories where someone's like, I might have, like, a little thing, and then it turns out to be (laughs) huge is so funny. I want to know what was inside that thing. Oh, I know. know, Why was it hard? I know. I just, and why did she say only sometimes? Like, what, what? what are the situations where she's like, all clear down here and then the other time she's like hmm. she just didn't want to be dramatic i guess she was like, <laughs> i just but like, there's like also that something. chance not to like totally soapbox but there's that chance that she didn't even know it was weird because women are taught so little about their own like reproductive health that she, maybe she was like oh i guess this like you know you know you know you're like tennis ball sized clit uh, that we all have god that's like i'm imagining having how would you what pants were you wearing like Ooh, right? That'd be a bummer. I just, how do you not poke at it? Like, I'm one of those gross people. I love those, like, oh, extraction yeah. videos. Yeah. Poke it with a stick. Like, deep in there. Like, what do we got? What's going on in this weird ball? I wonder how, I feel like being a doctor, would it would be hard to, like, you know, when somebody flashes, like, their tennis ball size growth, like, to keep your face neutral and be like, oh, they're interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. I, um, my mom's a dermatologist and my brother is an ER doctor in Chicago and, like, they, and dermatology is one where you can run into, like, really interesting things. Oh, yeah. And I've watched just, the videos. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think it helps that the type of person that becomes a doctor is the type of person that won't lose their shit because like if it was you or i i feel like we'd just be like 
no body shaming. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> like, fascinated, you know? Oh, yeah. When I find, like, a good zit on my boyfriend's body, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so titillated. <laughs> and he, I'm, like, he really fucking hates it. <laughs> we get in big right? fights because I keep trying to pop all his zits. Yeah, he really hates that. My, yeah, my boyfriend is not. He he's one of those people that just he's like, what zits aren't aren't real? And I just have followed him around, being like, just let me. Maybe if I just like bump into him and pretend that I just like tripped and popped it, can I just let me get at it? Oh but, yeah, <sighs> that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> For now, I'll just have to settle with Reddit popping videos and get my gross shit in that way. Yeah, there's a wide, wide world of of popping. Oh, I've asked my mom. I'm so, because, yeah, she's a dermatologist, so, like, I've been, I've sent her so many videos where I'm like, oh, my God, look at this cyst, and she's like, this is my job, can you please stop, and I'm like, no! <laughs> she doesn't want you take, she doesn't want you taking work home with her. <laughs> exactly! She's like, um, work-life balance, and I'm like, but this is my life! Tell me everything! <laughs> Our live story comes from Sam Bam. Sam is a filmmaker and sex worker activist, and this was recorded in August of 2019. Here's Sam Bam. So, everyone. So, I'm 30 years old, which means I've had a lot of periods. Most of them I don't remember. The two that are the most visual to me are my first and my worst. Let's go back 20 years. I'm in fourth grade at a Carabas Italian grill. <laughs> now my family never goes out, not because we're poor, but because we tend to get in fights that require like a SWAT team response. Like, my mom was banned from the Daytona Beach Airport. Like, do you know what you do to get banned from anything in Daytona? A lot. So, and, and we were poor. So, <laughs> you know, we are in Daytona Beach. Um, so this is like a really big deal to me. I get dressed up in my favorite spaghetti strap dress because I love a theme. <laughs> but I am starting to develop precocious cleavage. So I cover it up with my favorite plaid string bikini that's totally age appropriate for a 10 year old. Um, and declare to my family, see, it's not tacky. It's not my bra straps. As I am very obviously in a bathing suit at, on our way to Carabas. And somehow my family and I managed to sit down without incident. And when I say this is nothing short of a miracle, I mean it. My aunt shut down an entire Hootie and the Bluefish concert. Like she didn't get kicked out. The concert ended. And she was pregnant. So this is a miracle. This is a miracle. The waiter, and it's a fancy restaurant to me, so the waiter, at any fancy restaurant, there's free bread. The waiter brings it. I managed to eat the entire loaf as everyone's getting their drink orders. So I maturely order a Shirley Temple and another loaf of bread. And then suddenly, I feel some wetness in my panties. 
except they're not panties, they're swimsuit bottoms, because I didn't discover feminism until fifth grade. And I didn't know that the whole don't show your bra straps and match your panties and underwear thing was just like a patriarchal ploy to control women's bodies. But I also really want that bread. I'm super hungry. So I just sit in what I think are pea-soaked underwear. And I eat another loaf and a half of bread before I go to the bathroom. And finally, so I finally like go to the bathroom this time to see what's going on. And good news, not incontinent. Bad news, I can no longer order from the children's venue. But, you know, I'm a team player. I know like, my family doesn't have that much money, so I decide I'll just continue the lie of childhood. <laughs> and I clean myself, like, and I look down and I see you know, blood. And I had been told about periods, so I wasn't that scared or anything. I just cleaned it up and walked back in to the restaurant, where suddenly a man looks at me. The first man to see me as a woman. <laughs> And I am subtly embarrassed because I realize I am just free bleeding in an Italian casual dining establishment. Because, well, I knew about periods. I thought like tampons were preventative so you didn't ruin your favorite outfit and like you wore them 24 7. I didn't realize that they happened for days. So I'm free bleeding and thinking I'm dying. But I'm also still really fucking hungry because I'm having what is obviously my first period craving. So I go and I sit down and I just keep eating and eating and eating until we leave. Um, just, you know, prepared to die. Um, you know, I get home, tell my family, my mom explains, yeah, no, periods suck and they don't go away for days. So, you know, I suck it up and I just go keep on living. Um, and start a huge pattern of totally ignoring things that are wrong with my body. So fast forward to 2013, and my ex-boyfriend accuses me of having chlamydia because I have been bleeding for two months, and anytime he fucks me, his dick comes out looking like a de like dehydrated cottage cheese popsicle. Yeah, like, I mean, at the time, like, I was, like, a very, very successful sex worker. Very successful. So, I feel like it was within his right to, you know, recognize that that is a risk that, as a couple, we have to confront. But that asshole didn't do that. Instead, he just Googles and just assumes I have an STI, thus doubting not only my professionalism, but my ability to take care of myself. So... I do what any of us would have done in that situation, and I call a different ex-boyfriend at 3 a.m. to take me to the ER, where I have a photo shoot that I post all over Facebook of myself in the ER, so he knows I'm there, and he's not. But yeah, y'all laughing, but here's the real joke. Here's the real joke. I thought I was just being like emotionally mature, manipulative, and getting attention. Nope. My ex got to see my twat that night because I needed a transvaginal ultrasound because I got endometriosis. <laughs> Great stuff. That is why my periods for the last like 10 years before it just been nothing but a faucet of blood. Um, Sneezing wasn't a concern of mine. It didn't change the consistency or anything. It was goopy. It was just awful. And I thought that was normal because 
from my first period on, always ignored what was happening. So I got endometriosis, and I tell him this, and I'm like, you know, I want a reaction as well, so I let him know that my ex brought me, because you were studying for finals, babe. I was a good girlfriend. And he is super concerned, not about my health, but about the fact that my ex saw my vagina, which he had seen multiple times. So, um, long story short, instead of breaking up with him, I just moved to Seattle with him and spent 10 grand in hopes that he will love me for who I am, the whore with the heart of gold and severe depression from constantly having to either hide or confront my identity for my partner. And then two months later, I spent another fuckload of money moving back, because it didn't work out for some reason. <laughs> I got, like, so I said I was a successful sex worker, but like in millennial terms. I could afford pre-cut like, pre fruit and making my student loan payments on time. I wasn't like falling enough to do multiple cross-country moves. So I had spent all my money getting, on what should have been getting insurance on, bullshit boyfriendship. So I went two years without treatment, not only because I was broke, but because I was terrified of going to the doctor. I was, I'm a criminalized marginal uh, population. I was terrified that they'd find out I was a sex worker and report me to the cops. I was terrified that maybe the doctor would recognize me from an ad, like all these excuses. So it took me two years to get the courage to finally get the surgery, and I do. It's a simple outpatient surgery. Um, and I had a new boyfriend then who was very nice and very cool with me in all regards, taking care of me. And I'm sitting on his couch, and I feel a familiar feeling, that wet panty feeling. I managed to make it four steps from the couch before I hear an audible splot. <laughs> now, if anyone's had endometriosis surgery, it's awful. Afterwards, you just bleed, bleed, bleed. This was over a square foot of chunky blood. Like, it looked like a fetus had fucked a cherry pie with strawberry smuckers as lube. It was that chunky. It was all uterine lining, so there was tissue and stuff. Um, then I hear it, like, start feeling another pop. And for some reason, my reaction was to try and catch it this time. <laughs> My feet are in my own blood, my hands are bloody, my boyfriend's just like, what the fuck is going on? Please go to the ER, as I'm just like, babe, you don't understand. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. He finally convinces me to go to the ER, and everything was fine. Um, but I had, I, did ref I didn't want to wait in line, so I went all bloody, like I refused to shower. <laughs> so it didn't look fine. Um, and the reason why that period was so bad was because I had internalized, not only like internalized misogyny, but internalized whorephobia. I didn't feel like I had a right to actually seek out medical care for something that I knew was wrong with me. And so if anything from the story you take, it's to confront your own whorephobia, because endometriosis doesn't have a cure. It'll come back, and I'll remember, and I'll ruin your apartment. <laughs>
wild uh, washing hands, wear a mask, don't be an idiot. I think that's pretty much everything that I can plug right now because everything else feels really asinine. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast has been produced by me. If you'd like to check out our live show, it happens every third Monday of the month at Cafe Mustache in Logan Square. The live show is produced by myself, Lucia Whalen, and Elise Fernandez. And the theme song is from Natalie Grace Alford. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.